Hello, and welcome to another episode of After the Film. I'm your host, Patrick Hill. This week we are talking about the pseudo-film, El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie, and that's directed by Vince Gilligan, by the way, whose full name is George Vincent Gilligan Jr. That's right, there's two of them. And I'm calling this a pseudo-film because it is also already dropped on a streaming service on Netflix. So this released on Netflix and along with a very limited theater run on the same day. Given that this is a Breaking Bad film, uh, it, it has the characters that you would expect. So the, the standout, of course, is, is uh, Aaron Paul. And then uh, if you've seen the trailer, you also know that Badger and Skinny Pete are in the film. There are a few other people, but I do want to be careful not to spoil any of the performances um, that you can look forward to. It, it, there, there were a couple that I wasn't expecting, and, and it definitely made the film a, a better experience. So while there are some just standout performances from other people, I cannot remember if they were in a trailer or not, so I will just leave their name unsaid. So this film is just over two hours in runtime. It is two hours and two minutes. And um, normally I would tell you what the box office projections are and, and how it's, you know, it seems like it's going to perform. We don't have that because, again, this is a limited run that is also available on, uh, on Netflix right now. So the initial show, the, the pilot for Breaking Bad, was actually made for HBO. That's the reason if you go back and watch it, like I have done recently, you may realize that it is a bit more vulgar. Uh, and in fact, there is also nudity in the pilot. I, I did not realize that. Um, I, I guess I had seen the AMC cut, but it was initially created for HBO. HBO didn't pick it up, uh, but AMC ran the show. Um, Netflix ended up uh, picking up Breaking Bad, and Vince Gilligan uh, really credits Netflix with taking the show from, uh, you know, it, it was a popular show. It had a very, um, you know, uh, uh, strong fan base. But Netflix really, I mean, the, frankly, the the last run, I, I think it tripled the viewership. And then the last episode itself ended up like five times the viewership of what it was before it transitioned to Netflix. So uh, Netflix really, uh, again, uh, Vince credits with with just turning it into the cultural powerhouse that it is. So that said, looking into this film, uh, yes, this film is is releasing on Netflix, but it will also be scheduled and will be releasing on AMC as well. So I don't know all the details, but I, I think it's great that, that those services uh, are all working in a very symbiotic way. film really gets a lot of stuff right you know it doesn't play like a movie uh it it the the filmmaking feels very similar the pacing feels very similar to the show the um the dialogue feels right in line it's still preserved a a certain amount of uh, goofiness 
that I think the the show always had this like kind of edge of silliness to some of the interactions. That is all very much here. And, and because this was made with the intention of going on to, to play on AMC, uh, it, it isn't... I assume that factors into it, but even if it doesn't, the reality is this wasn't a more grown-up adult version. This wasn't a, hey, we're making a movie, which means we can just... Um, you know, put the pedal to the metal. The, the, when it comes to all of the the action, the dialogue, it, it still is restrained in the sense that it is appropriate for a television show. I know some people feel like the movie is too restrained. That that's a critique that I've I've read several times. Uh, I I very completely disagree. I, I think it falls right in line with with what you should and would expect based on how the the series ended i am glad that this isn't a wholly different thing but it is a continuation of something i love if you are a serious fan of the show and you've you know watched and rewatched episodes multiple times you are going to love the amount of fan service that this the movie has and never in a way that it uh takes center stage it's always very subtle uh, in the background, but the amount of Easter eggs, the amount of uh, references and callbacks, it's just a, a steady stream. So uh, there's one bit of excitement, which is seeing your these, these characters that you love again. There's another bit of excitement when it feels like home, and there's this third bit of excitement and this third uh, game you get to play where you get to, to follow all the pieces that are behind the film, but that that aren't the the primary focal point. So I feel like this film will really resonate with you on multiple levels. Probably my favorite part of the film, um, well, my favorite part of the film I'm willing to say on a podcast and not feel like I'm spoiling anything, is the amount of time we spent with Aaron Paul and really understanding how affected he's been by his treatment the last six or eight months. Uh, this wasn't a, um, you know, he escaped the compound and now he's ready to to jump in and, and go take revenge. I mean, he has been consistently hurt for months and months, abused for months and months. And that's what his mental state is. That That's where he's coming from. And I'm glad that the film spends time uh, dealing with that and doesn't shrug it all off for the sake of jumping back into to more action. Finally, I am glad for the resolve that this movie brings. This isn't a movie that take something that already had somewhat of a resolution. I mean, uh, even though there were questions about, you know, uh, someone's ultimate fate, we did have a decent amount of resolution from the series. And so to introduce a film after that, uh, my fear would that it w- would be that it, uh, you know, kind of starts all these these uh, other threads that it can't finish, but that's that's not what happens at all. And in, and in fact, this is a, a movie that, in my opinion, has a, uh, a more concrete resolution uh, from the original show, uh, but uh, equally 
uh, satisfying as the the uh, original show. So I love that that this film wasn't afraid to give answers, and I appreciate the closure that this film brought as well. So the easy question: Should you see this film? Uh, yes, I mean, absolutely, if you like Breaking Bad, you should see it, but even if you don't like Breaking Bad, uh, my wife actually joined me for this film, she's only seen a handful of the episodes, she doesn't know any of the, uh, characters by name, she doesn't know the fate of any characters, and she enjoyed the movie enough that she wants to now start watching this show, so if you're looking for a film to watch, if you're not sure what to put on, uh, it, it is still a solid watch, uh, by itself, even if you don't have the context of the show, certainly the the show is going to, you know, having knowledge of the show is going to better your experience. So there's one final thing I want to mention. Uh, Robert Forster, and I, I'm not completely sure if he showed up in the uh, preview in the, in the trailer for the film, uh, so I apologize if this catches someone off guard, but Robert Forster's uh, in the movie. He's also in the show, he is the uh, the vacuum cleaner salesman uh, that is also able to move people, um, and he actually passed away the day that this film uh, released. So, in response to that, Aaron Paul said, "I am heartbroken to hear the news of the passing of Robert Forster." My God, I had the privilege of knowing this beautiful man and working alongside of him—a true gentleman that loved to act. I love you, my friend. Thank you for loving me. You are and always will be a legend. So certainly that's very tragic news uh, to come alongside the uh, premiere of this film. Uh, that said, Robert was great in this movie, and, and I hope that being able to be in this film was a highlight for him, uh, as I know his performance in the film is a highlight for many other people. All right, that's it for this episode of After the Film. We have some uh, just incredible movies ahead of us. Uh, I am going to try to see Parasite next. I have to see how that lines up with my market. I know that film is is already dropping, but it's not everywhere yet. And I'm also not sure how wide the release will ultimately be. Um, so hopefully that's the next After the Film you'll hear from me. Uh, but if not, there's a, a whole list of exciting films to be looking forward to. Next week also is Zombieland and Maleficent. Uh, we have Lighthouse, Jojo Rabbit, and, and all of those are, I think all those films come out actually from this release date later this week. So uh, pretty cr crazy week. So if it's not Parasite, it will likely be one of those. If you have a film you would like to hear a review about or just a film you would like to talk about, then uh, tell me about it. Certainly you can comment on any of our socials at M of One Podcast, or the, the best thing you can do is join us in Slack. If you go to mofone.network and just click on the Slack icon, you can join that way. And you can talk with, with me, Andrew, Lauren, and then 150 other artists and creatives. Jump in the discussion, create a discussion. We would love to, uh, you know, if we disagree, we'd love to fight with you. That would be a lot of fun. And then if we agree, we would love to celebrate with you. For other shows in the Master of One Network, you can also visit mofone.network. We have some really great shows planned, some new interviews with the art department, and then, of course, the Pop Culture Roundtable, where we've recently announced our third host, Lauren Rubin. Those will be coming out every Wednesday, so the next one is just a couple days away. 
And with that, I will get out of here. I am Patrick. Go find a screen and sit in front of it. 